0: Detecting. Shields up! <laughs> Signature detected. Better look. Context Starfleet Command. What's happening? Co- Contact Starfleet Command. Delay that order. Context Starfleet Command. This is the captain. Context Starfleet Command. Get out of my chair! Chair! Chair!
1: Chair! chair. We have engaged the Klingons. 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 No to
0: Klingons. Welcome to the greatest discovery. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of the Greatest Generation. I'm Adam Prianica.
2: I'm Ben Harrison. We are uh we are live streaming this on Twitch, but we are also uh we are also releasing it as a podcast. so some of you may have already heard this
0: <laughs> yeah, what we like to do is get on Twitch and open things that have been given to us by our many <laughs> viewers and today is no different except the things we're opening today are questions. We have to give something back that's that's the arrangement, yeah. Uh, we you give
2: us Qs, we give out A's. It's uh right. It's a it's a pretty square deal. I don't think anybody would uh accuse us of uh being some kind of Q grifters.
0: Oh, I think many people do. <laughs> Plenty of conversation about uh about how much we owe yeah. the friends of DeSoto. I feel like we're square, personally. I feel like they owe us, really. <laughs> uh, man, the
2: the subscribers are rolling in. This is this is going great for us, uh, Adam. We can't we can't a these cues because we don't know what any of the cues are. Our producer Robs knows what the cues are.
0: Oh yeah, he does. And uh, I think we're gonna bring him onto the show. Right? He's gonna sit. He's gonna sit up on my lap. Is that? how have designed, how this will look. I
2: mean, unfortunately, your mic being right in front of you will kind of kill the illusion of that, but uh, that is mm. basically how it looks. Uh, let's bring in the great Rob Shelty
1: Hey, Robs. Hi. Hi, Robs. <laughs> I just need to point out that I... Can't help but always think of the movie Little Man when I get brought into this stream. So <laughs> it, I have to say it again, and I am okay to take that role. Is that a um, Wayans Brothers film? It is. I never saw it.
0: Hey, Little Man, what's the matter?
2: There was a time where Wayans Brothers films were almost all
0: I watched, movie-wise. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. There,
2: like, <laughs> don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood is a film that I probably saw 25 times the year it came out. Like, It's a classic. When it was on VHS, it was like every middle school party included a, a screening of uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central.
0: Yeah, that was big fun. Now it looks like I'm wearing Rob in a papoose. (laughs) Yeah, we need to get uh, Rob a a producer Bjorn. (laughs) Rob, you're complaining, but you could pump up your seat at any point. You're choosing this.
1: (laughs) Well, once you find the comfort spot, you kind of have
0: to just sit there and live with it. You know, who knows? The worst part is the chest sweat I'm getting. (laughs) Uh I'm so sorry. It's gross as hell. It's really
2: tough to have have such a sweaty group of people trying to crowd into this composition yeah.
0: all at the same time. I'm hearing it's a hot, humid day in uh, the big city, Rob. Oh, yes. This flower is wilting. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I cannot stand it, but at least, at least I can dry off with you two guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's been exciting, though, weather regardless, uh, collecting all of these cues for you guys to A. Yeah, Th- this is like one
2: of the things that being not the producer of Greatest Discovery uh, brings up in me is that um, we-, we said we would do a Q&A episode on the last episode of Greatest Discovery, and then like two days ago, I was like, oh, shit, that's coming up. We have to record that, <laughs> and I was like... I, w- I was convinced that because I had not done something about it, it hadn't gotten done. And then you were like, "No, we've got tons of questions. It's fine."
1: And I was like, "Oh, right. Rob is a pro." <laughs> it's a, there's a plethora, and I appreciate you saying that. But really, it's like the best part of, about gathering the questions is how diverse the questions get. Yeah. And then using the little sifter box to find the gems. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I hope that I did.
2: You're like a, you're like a gold miner. Yes. Sluicing the questions for those nuggets of gold.
1: <laughs> that's why I wear this floppy hat. Rob's the prospector. I love it. Um, <laughs> what do you say? Uh, you hit us with a cue. Let's do it. Um, I had to go with a J Poop 69 question first.
2: Wow. Oh, good. J Poop 69, famously the, uh, the
1: admin of drunkshimoda.com, the Discord group. And that question is. Please tell us about the podcasts that inspired you. Uh Oh. Or the podcast you listened to before you were podcasters yourself.
0: Yeah, I think the answer is easy for me. It was Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Yeah. Probably listened to that show the most. I mean, how long has that show been on the air? Like, it's coming up on 10 years or something, right? I think it
2: might it's, be like 13 years or something. I, I, I think they, yeah. I mean, they were probably in the first 10,000 podcasts.
0: Like, that was the show that introduced me to what a podcast was. Wow, yeah. And that was, you know, at the time when I started listening to podcasts, the the one that I would listen to only until I started adding other shows into my pile. And now I I hardly have time to listen to any shows at all, including that one. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm I'm a real like cafeteria podcast listener. <laughs> I uh, I choose based on guest, you know, on Jordan Jesse go primarily. Like I hardly ever listen to any show, every episode of of a show that I like. It's too bad. I just don't have that that kind of bandwidth. Um. I
2: am also a big JJ go Stan. I would say that the flop house was a big inspiration for this show. Um, I have not, and still I had to not, and still have not watched or listened to any like episode by episode recap podcast, which I know there's tons of them out there, but that's just never been part of my podcast
0: diet. And I've, I have no idea, like how we compare, even. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great point. I don't. I've never consumed any either, I, though I have dabbled in the uh, movie by the minute type of genre sure. show. Yeah, uh, yeah. None of none of the podcasts I consume are about television.
2: Um, another one. So I, want... I
0: don't know if we're doing a good job or not. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I and mean, I think anybody anybody <laughs> watching knows we're doing a pretty bad job, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, another one I wanted to shout out though that is sort of, sort of like a uh, episode by episode rewatch podcast that I have listened to a lot uh, is Random Trek, which is hmm. they pick an a random episode or film from across all of Star Trek, and uh, the host Scott McNulty sits down with a with a guest, and uh, I actually got to be a guest on that show when we. Uh, Started making Greatest Gen, and, and that was a real thrill for me because I was. It's uh, fun I'd, when I'd sometimes spent,
0: that guest is you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I just spent years being jealous of the premise of that podcast, and then I got to go on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, I often experience premise jealousy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. All right, uh, Rob. Do you have do you have any that you have listened to that have inspired your your producering?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that the first two podcasts I listened to, I know, were Stuff You Should Know and Comedy Bang Bang. Um, wow. They have stuck with me in one way or another just because they will always surprise you with an inter- entertaining episode. Yeah. Um, when it comes to podcasting, though, I really learned a whole lot uh by working with Mike Sachs when we did our podcast together, because yeah. he's a comedy writer, and then we would have okay, to put Rob. Together. We didn't ask you to start promoting so, stuff. No, it's the show's <laughs> not even on the air anymore. But it, but it really taught me to adjust comedy to audio. Yeah, there. But we have another question that you guys must answer. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this one comes by someone by the screen name of Tenenbomber. and <laughs> the question goes like this. If you were a lower dork, (laughs) what job would you want? Wow. I mean, ensign
2: hospitality is seems chill at the very least. Like you may get like a, a haughty diplomat demanding to be shown a different room or something like that, but you're not like cleaning up something disgusting if you're ensign hospitality. So that has a certain appeal.
0: You get to meet a lot of interesting people in that job, I bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I always thought, like, if I were in the military, uh, my job would be mechanic of some kind. Like, I think that would be cool to work on the stuff. Yeah. Like, work on the tanks or the planes or whatever. So, I feel like uh, shuttlecraft mechanic would be a pretty good job for me. Because I'd get to, like, the the shuttles would come back all fucked up and I'd get to hear the story of how it happened. Right. I'd be working with the higher-ups, like, the people who get to go on the missions to hear the stories and stuff. That'd be a pretty good diversity of of job day to day, I think.
2: Yeah. What the hell did you guys do to this? Oh, you went through right. a fold in space time? Well, now I understand why it's so banged to hell. This is a lot of blood, more blood than usual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of pressure um, washing, I think, would be involved in that job.
2: My father was a quartermaster when he was in the army, and that was, uh, I think, a pretty good gig from him, for him because he was not in the shit and he got to like uh, wheel and deal a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he ha- he has like he always likes to tell me about this time he traded a bunch of rolls of naga hide for some frozen steaks, and then mm-hmm. they had a big cookout <laughs> at the at the supply depot that he was in command of, and uh, getting some steaks sounds great. But I don't know if they have quartermasters in Starfleet because everything is replicated.
0: Like do, this- your answer actually inspired me to to redo my answer i don't i don't want the job that i just said i want the job of you see this person all the time in star trek the one who is at the controls of the shuttle flying the captain or the exo to their new ship and you always get to say there she is (laughs) (laughs) and then you do the big drive around i don't think you ever have a bad day on one of those shifts taking your captain to their new ship And showing it off like that. That's got to be the best, right? The valet. You never fall through
2: a space butthole when you're just puttering around space dock.
0: Someone's favorite day, you're involved in that because you took them to their ship. That's got to be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's a great gig. Good call. Good answer.
0: You sure did get up out of my lap. Yeah, I moved him over.
1: All right. I've got a honey, we blew up the baby situation happening over here. (laughs) Um, All right of all the Star Trek uniforms mm. from all Trek everywhere, which one would you choose to wear? And that question comes from Artemis Hunting. Man, which one would you choose to wear? It's a great question. What seems the most comfortable?
0: I mean, instinctually I want I want the the high collar jacket from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You can't wear that every day all no. the time. It's you can't wear that bulky. around the house. It's too hot. No. It doesn't fold over the way yeah. the way you like. <laughs> hey, Artemis Hunting is in the chat. No way. So that's pretty cool. They get to be here for the A. I think um This may be a basic Star
2: Trek podcaster answer, but um, the first contact and later DS9 uniform seems like it's got the most adaptability to the most uh, temperature scenarios because you can just do the undershirt, you can do the vest, and you can do the action jacket. So if it's a little chilly, you've got options, and if it's too hot, you've got options.
0: So, I think that might be my answer. I think it's fair. I'm trying to think about if there's ever been a time where Star Trek did pants well. Like I feel like <laughs> what's most memorable about Star Trek is always the top. Right. But I'm even trying to think at all about about bottoms that that aren't showing a bunch of nuck, you know? <laughs> like like there are many examples of Star Trek doing bad pants. Yeah. But what are the pants you'd actually want to wear that you've seen on a on a show or a movie?
2: Yeah, I mean the the voyager uniform seem to be kind of a jumpsuit. So, I don't yeah. I've I've had to wear like a like a carhartt like coverall on on film sets when I was like doing something dirty. Mm-hmm. And uh you get so hot in a in a full body suit like that. It just it yeah. it's it's always sweaty no matter what the temperature is outside. The second that zipper gets up to your neck, the swamp ass starts and nothing <laughs> will stop it until you climb out of that suit.
1: I seem to remember uh, Kira had some amazing high-waisted pants when she burnt down the pizza. Yeah, that's true.
0: Those are good pants.
1: I'm always interested in future pant technology, and I think it was represented well in that episode.
2: You know what the best Star Trek uniform pants I've ever seen are? Are the shorts on the Love Boat TNG crossover from the SNL episode with, uh, with Picard. Good call. Those white.
1: Deck shorts? Very handsome. Set a course for low. All right, guys. The next question goes like this, and I want you to think real hard about it. You're the captain. What is your fantasy crew draft? And that is by Glenn Han Solo. Oh, okay.
0: I've got a question... About the question, is it a okay. draft like on a playground, and you're and we're going back and forth, and when when Ben picks someone, I can't. Is that how this works? Because oh. let's do a bridge crew like that.
1: It's an elimination. Because I think that yeah, I think that's fair. Because the other thing would just be like a Mount Rushmore situation. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Have some fun with it. Adam and I
2: have occupied the captain role. We need somebody for ops, somebody for con, somebody for tactical. Do we get like a science officer? You need a first officer.
0: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Is first officer a science officer?
2: It often is, right?
0: I mean, I think Riker probably considers his role one of a man of science primarily <laughs> with a specialty in biology. Pick your ship too.
1: Oh, right. yeah. You know, and that might have something to do with some of the roles. Okay. Okay. So four four roles and ship.
0: Uh, Delcil class. Okay. <laughs> first pick in the draft
2: damn major pick okay so if i'm picking ship i'm gonna go little d like that maneuverability
0: yeah you just like sleeping in bunk beds i do (laughs) yeah
2: a lot of fun to be had on a on a
0: little d class starship what's our next role Uh, i think it's xo let's just do it by rank okay let's just go let's go to go down like that okay uh my xo's data wow And I know I'm stealing him from you because I think that's who you would have (laughs) picked. But yeah, I think Data is going to come in handy if you ever want to take a break. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in my ready room on the Del Sol. And uh, it'd feel great to stick Data on the bridge just whenever, knowing he's never going to get tired. That's true. He's never going to take great umbrage at, at my frequent departures. And no so, concerns yeah. about the fact that he's a synthetic person,
2: you know. Like, nope. I mean, we gotta we gotta make this tachyon web to stop these Romulans from coming through the neutral zone in their cloaked ships, and uh, putting a I putting mean, a synthetic man in charge of a ship just seems kind of insane to me.
0: We're gonna go over this during his job interview. I'll give him a <laughs> chance to answer for his many hijackings of the Enterprise. <laughs> I'll give him a chance to explain all that away. Okay. So, first officer is somebody I think
2: I want well, I I think I want a seasoned first officer. I think I want somebody that really has a lot of reps, uh I would trust implicitly in command if I did have to leave the bridge for whatever reason and I could like rely on for advice like if if we, you mm-hmm. know, ducked into the ready room, I would I would know I was getting some real sage wisdom. And for that reason, my first officer is captain John Luke
0: Picard. Wow. Oh shit. <laughs> that is creative thinking. I wasn't even thinking of captains. Yeah. Wow.
2: You could have anybody. So <laughs> really that's who could. I pick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we do con next? Sure. Who's
0: your pilot, Adam? Oh boy. Um, I have to admit, I'm I'm pretty off balance after <laughs> after that Picard pick. Who do I want at the con? Shoot. Well, I mean, I kinda want a jack of all trades for this position. So I think I think I'm gonna go with Jordy. I think Jordy might be my guy. Wow. At the con. Not a he's bad done pilot. it before. He's not a bad pilot. Uh he's got the reps. He's seen it all.
2: Yeah. Sure!
0: Wow, I think uh, I think maybe that's going to be my pick. So there yeah, it is. I like it. Um, it's good. They're all demotions. Like there are people in the in the in the chat going, "Wow, demotion for Captain Picard. Demotion for Geordi." Yeah, they're all demotions when you work for us. <laughs> Tell me about it. My pilot, I think, I think I
2: want. I, I like. I respect your logic, Adam, but I think I just want like raw pilot skills over. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades for this job, and I think that the pilot we've seen doing the most exciting piloting in all of Star Trek is Kayla Detmer. She's uh, like she makes the the Discovery look more agile than the little D, and that's the ship that she's going to be on. So I want somebody that can really.
0: She's fine, but she could never hang in Red Squad. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you I think you should have chosen someone from Red Squad to be. Who pilot. knows if
2: Red Squad even existed in her era? You know, yeah. Maybe she's the person that got the Culverd Starburst Band
0: They should have named her character Culverd. <laughs> like then you could just tie the whole mythology together that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow, Kayla Culverd.
0: I like how alliterative that is.
2: Yeah, I think we need ops and science.
0: All right, I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make Captain Janeway my science officer. I'm gonna Damn. pull another captain down, <laughs> down to my level. She's great. And she's more than just uh, a science enthusiast. She's like, uh, I'm gonna need her advice a lot. Yeah. On just about everything. <laughs> and uh, I think she's another person I could safely throw the keys to the ship to when I'm in the ready room. Right. What I'm trying to say is, I need a lot of people to run the ship while I'm in the ready room. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be uh, working on some stuff in there. I'm gonna be taking a lot of meals at my desk to save time.
2: <laughs> wow. Good, good answer. I guess. Um... I guess the, the person I would want doing the science would also be somebody that I, th- I, think, I think you're right. You want somebody that is like a brilliant scientist, but also somebody that you can trust in command. And so for that reason, I think my science officer would be Lieutenant Jean-Luc Picard from that episode where Q changed his life to be a science officer. Does it amuse you to think of me living out the rest of my life as a dreary man in a tedious job? Great choice. He would be the saddest member of the bridge crew, but uh, we'd have fun with with a couple of Picards He'd be in there.
0: Such a bummer, man. That's no good. <laughs> All right, what's the last position that we need to select for? We need ops. Oh, this is great. I think this is a classic case of, you know, like when you watch uh, you watch the NFL draft or something. There's two philosophies. There's like draft for need uh-huh. or draft for the best possible person left on the board, irrespective mm-hmm. of need.
2: Right. Or third option draft to, to screw up the person you're competing against, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I think my I think my pick falls in the in the second and third category. Jim Kirk.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> Is there anything he can't do?
2: People thought it was impossible that he could work the op station, but that's what he does. He turns impossible situations into fighting chances.
0: Again. Like when a, when a situation seems impossible and I've shrunk from it and gone into the ready room, mm-hmm. what you have is a team on that bridge who can really get the job done. Yeah. And uh, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of authority figure I am. I like to empower my team around me, you know? Yeah. Build them up. hmm hmm What about you, Ben? What do you got?
2: I think that the the person I want at Ops is somebody that is you know they're sitting right across from your pilot, so you're you're going to want your pilot to feel at ease, and that means it's got to be a Wosakun. Like I want I want Kayla Detmer and and Oo to be able to look at each other from across the bridge when a thing happens.
0: They're a package deal. Yeah, I think in the same way that like uh, like you. I sort of paired Jordy and Data on the same ship, knowing that they're kind of a package deal too. True. But I think it's interesting. I don't think either of us chose Will Riker. <laughs> yeah, he's and just going to get think the ship sticky. Speaking of package deals, like what if you had both, both Rikers on board? <laughs> oh, both <laughs> Will and Tom. Wow. <laughs> How amazing would that be?
2: Damn. Yeah, I could have, I could have had two Picards and two Rikers if, I'd, uh, if I played my cards right.
0: Who's your medical officer? Because I think I oh, think we, shit. we a ship really has more needs than the four that we've selected, and I think maybe we could fill out our crew with with a medical officer and I don't know, maybe a and few an, other people like, uh, like wildcard people. Yeah.
2: Let's just do medical officer and engineer because we should probably answer some more cues. But um Yeah.
0: Is there anybody better than Pulaski? You stole my choice. She was gonna be <laughs> mine for sure.
2: You don't want her on the same ship as Data though. She's a real asshole to him. She
0: doesn't have to work on data ever.
2: Uh, that's true.
0: Okay. Huh. I'm inclined to to choose like from a different specialty and plug that person in as as chief medical officer. Uh, like,
2: oh, like Tom Paris. He's got a little bit of training.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that crew, like the EMH is a pretty solid choice. True. Uh pretty unflappable in a variety of situations. He's got the, data,
2: the advantage of data where he can just keep working ad
0: infinitum. Yeah, not liable to make a lot of uh, human mistakes. <laughs> I mean, the very name is racist. If you could only hear yourselves. Uh, and I think for engineer, Miles Edward O'Brien. This is fucking spectacular. Wow, strong he's, choice. Uh, he's, he's, he's my chief, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> in more ways than one. All right, well...
2: I guess that that leaves me with uh, with Scotty, because uh, I just think he's, he'd be... A, that's a killer pick. He'd be a real fun hang in the, in the mess hall. I'd want to look at his weird missing finger. You'd... Uh, Bust his chops about I mean, that.
0: <laughs> the death rate of your ensigns is going to be pretty extreme, though. <laughs> like, you're going to chew through a lot of those mm-hmm. on the training missions. I think that's going to be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them are going to stay at their posts. That's yeah. what's going to happen, Ben.
2: And then i will say, Scotty, why? Why do you keep bringing these guys to the bridge? It's not near the, the, the
0: Six Bay at all. This is a really fun game that I feel like could be a recurring game because I feel like you could build these crews with specific goals in mind and they yeah. would be different every sure. time. So, So the game could be like build the best crew for this kind of mission or that kind of mission or going to this place. I love it. I, think I it love be, it. It'd be good stuff. We should bring it back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good cue. Okay, here we go. If you could design a new Star Trek alien, wow. what would you want in that design? Interesting. Lots of loaf? No loaf? Uh-huh. I think that
2: one thing that's really exciting about New Trek is that the technology is now available for aliens that are not just loafy humans, you know, like, like depicting aliens that are not on the humanoid model, I think is something that I I would like to see Star Trek move into more and more now that it's like possible. So that's, that's kind of where my head is at at first. I don't know. What about you, Adam?
0: That is where I was going with it as well. Like I, I want to be horrified more by alien encounters, horrified <laughs> by how different they are in every way, and I think getting out of of a of a two arms, two legs, a head and a torso type of alien mm-hmm. w- would be a lot of fun and would be something that would that would be a little scary in the right way, in a way that an alien c- encounter should be, you know. Yeah. I feel like, like really wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, really emits a sound that makes you want to throw up or something. Like, makes it just
2: like incredibly
0: unpleasant to watch because
2: every time the alien is on screen, it sounds like somebody's stirring a big bowl of wet pasta. Your species does not deserve a second chance. You, often aliens in Star Trek are kind of like one. Kind of aspect of humanity, like exaggerated to an absurd degree, like greed in the Ferengis, or uh, caginess in the Romulans, or warlikeness in the in the Klingons. Um, is there like a is there a, an aspect of human life that you f- feel like would be interesting to explore by exaggerating it to the nth degree in in our made up species? That's
0: a good question, I feel like you know the big base has recovered,
2: yeah, right, yeah,
0: and I think often the extremes in in ways of being or philosophies are often played for like laughs too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know it's a it's a tough it's a tough needle to thread, I think, to make it a comment on the human condition while also not seeming stereotypical or uh or racist or right. or funny when you don't mean to be right what
2: about an alien race that was super funny like that's their that's their alien superpowers
1: that they're hilarious <laughs> a worm with a spinning bow tie yeah uh, guys that question was by David i didn't say that earlier but thank you david thanks david um, yeah and what we got next from nonchalant nikki is Has watching and analyzing so much Star Trek taken any joy out of it, or do you find something new that you are learning to enjoy?
2: I actually was thinking about that earlier today because I uh, I was uh, at a social thing that was fun, but I I am kind of an introvert, so I uh, you know sometimes will need to. Uh, check out of uh, whatever I'm doing socially to like go, go be by myself and recharge the old batteries. And um, we were like away with friends over a weekend, and I uh, just you know, discreetly excused myself and laid down on uh, on the bed and watched like half an episode of TNG on my phone. And I was like, I still totally love this, it, it still works, I it's great, and uh. And I feel like you know the the way I watch an episode to review it for the podcast is really different, but um, but just to like plug into a, a an old fave, uh, it it still has uh, has the same power for me. I don't know. What about you, Adam?
0: It would be one thing if if we were watching the same series over and over again. <laughs> uh, I think the repetition of that would would get old, but like. I'm currently watching a Star Trek series that I haven't seen before and like if you count the episodes that we watch on Greatest Discovery I'm doing that all the time. Yeah. So I think the newness of what we're watching keeps the show fresh and keeps me fresh for doing it. It's not something that I ever tire of. And really like the uh like the the governing philosophy of what we do Ben has always just been about making the other person laugh. So I don't see myself ever getting tired of that. And that is all the inspiration I need to keep doing the shows that we do.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting if we like get to the end of Greatest Gen and decide to go back to one and just like go back through it, which is a thing we've joked about before. Um, yeah, I don't know. It could happen, I suppose. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> I just uh, want to say J-Poop in the comments said, one of these days Ben will make Adam laugh. And that really got me <laughs> I am, i'm a I'm kind of a quiet laugher on the show, yeah. Ben is very funny to me, I promise.
2: Every time every time I get to the edit and I and I have a good bone mo, I am I'm, I'm always so pissed that no matter how much I increase the levels, you can't hear yeah. Adam <laughs> laughing at it.
0: <laughs> you need to uh, you need to start saving when I actually do laugh at the sound effect <laughs> <laughs> and then like. drop that in where you need to. Dan
1: Jelly had a fun one that I had to bring to the table, guys. Um In the mirror universe of our lives, Mm -hmm. you guys started the Santa Monica Mountains podcast instead of The Greatest Generation. Oh, okay. So, in this world, this mirror universe- In this this evil world. (laughs) Yes. What Star Trek
0: episodes would be in the Maximum Fun bonus feed? Wow. To play the bit in reverse, it would be the Star Trek episodes that have the most Baywatch actors in them, right? right? Or right. or association.
2: Yeah, or or directors or whatever. So Yeah,
0: yeah. So lots of lots of early season TNG probably.
2: Yeah. Uh I can't remember who directed Justice, but that kind of feels like one we would do as a Yeah. This is like, you know, Star Trek occasionally did people in revealing outfits also. Such as this. <laughs> that's
0: a great call. Yeah, yeah. What the most Baywatchy TNG episode would be? Justice. Yeah,
2: yeah. or like, or like the one where Picard goes to Risa. That's got some real yeah. Baywatch vibes to it.
0: Yeah, good call. Yeah, I think that's got to yeah. be the one.
1: <laughs> I
0: love it. Well, uh, we've got a couple left, guys.
1: Great. And uh, tell the people who who got their uh, questions asked on the episode what they've won, Robs. Ah, they've won a, they've, uh, hmm, I'll announce it next episode. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) If you guys could drop an already existing TV series or film into the Star Trek universe, what show would you choose and where or when in Star Trek would you place it? Like M.A.S.H. during the Dominion War or Parks and Rec on a moon colony. And that's by uh, Penguin Bloke Jerry
0: that's a great question it <laughs> yeah. is a
2: great question
0: i like specialized groups working in in the context of like a larger situation so like what is like an a-team in, inside star trek i think would be great like oh yeah they oh, they busted out of Ru <laughs> and now they are the section 31 you know group that goes and does the federation's dirty work damn you know and it's it's like a weekly semi-serial kind of thing like yeah yeah that could be uh that could be a fun show i would dig that like jo- different genres operating within the star trek as a place kind of philosophy yeah i think i think there's probably 10 different ideas that would work
2: um i've never watched jag but i always thought that like a legal procedural in the star trek universe would be cool i don't know if jag is I don't I have no idea what Jag is like, so I guess
0: uh you'd have to ask your parents or your parents' friends.
2: Yeah. Since I need to cite a show that I'm actually familiar with, I guess I want Night Court but Star Trek.
0: <laughs> Worf
2: would play a great bowl. Yeah, he'd like walk through a doorway and his head would knock the
1: the you know, the top of the door out. That would be great. Well guys, I think we're down to one of the most fun questions. Okay. And I just want to say thanks to everyone who submitted these. Okay. You are tasked with creating the official beverage of Star Trek Las Vegas. Wow. What is it? And are there variations? And what container does it come in? Uh-huh. We already know hooves exist.
2: Right, right. So. What we want is like a novelty, like those kinds of beverage containers you see people walking up and down the strip in Vegas carrying, but that signifies that they've been at the convention and are drinking a Star Trek thing. What does it look like?
0: And that question is by I and my cloud. I think it comes in a clear phaser rifle <laughs> that you uh, that you drink out of the tip you, of. You suck out of yeah. like this. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: yeah, I was gonna say warp core, but that's so conventional. I think phaser rifle, yeah. phaser rifle that you drink out of the tip of is very fun. What's in it? It's got to be orange, right? Because it's got to resemble phaser, phaser f- fire. I really,
0: I really want this to be something that you would actually want to drink. And like, sort of the rule for Vegas is drinking all day, like drinking as long as possible, not mm-hmm. getting blasted and passing out. So, like, what is a drink that you could have for the long term? Yeah.
2: Not super alcoholic and not super duper sweet because we don't want it to right. be just a sugar bomb.
0: The boringest answer, I feel like, might also be the right one, which is, like, the the crushable porch beer inside a <laughs> phaser rifle. <laughs> like, I feel like you could drink that all day and yeah. be fine.
2: Yeah. A low ABV, low flavor intensity beer. Can we have, like, some ice packs built into the phaser rifle to keep that beer nice and cold?
0: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you, when you get the clear phaser rifle beverage in Vegas, uh, you, uh, you're you also wearing an ice vest. And, uh, <laughs> and the phaser rifle has a strap, so you just sort of strap it behind uh-huh, you and it's just... where it remains cold. And then when you're ready to drink it, you whip it out, uh, aim it in your mouth.
1: Get someone else to pull the trigger.
0: You pull the trigger with your toe, and, uh, and that's how it dispenses. <laughs> you've, you've inspired me to go in a slightly <laughs> different direction,
2: though, Adam. I think it's got to be Jim Hadar Pina Colada backpack. It's like a camelback with the tube that goes to your mouth, with, and the Pina Colada looks like Ketracil White flowing into you.
0: That should be the thing that the convention's been doing forever, and it's insane yeah. that they don't, especially in a place like the Rio, which has Pina Coladas everywhere.
2: Yeah, th- there should be five things like that, and uh, there are zero things like that.
0: Like you hear that that convention runs on on razor thin margins and stuff. Hey, <laughs> what are the biggest margin items? Whenever you're doing any event anywhere, it's food and bev. Yeah, and the f- so and- get in there and sell your twenty dollar gem hadar pina coladas, and start getting this I- thing into the black, guys. I'll buy it's one at least every rocket day. Rocket science. Yeah yeah
2: well, it's over. Yeah. It's over for them. This is
0: yeah they blew it
2: i I went to the website of creation entertainment and it's i think it's just called like fifty five year mission convention or something like that,
0: yeah, like how you can't call the Super Bowl the Super Bowl if you're doing a Super Bowl event at a bar yeah they're still using
2: um they're still using hashtag s t l v but it stands for like
0: some twerps like Venus. <laughs> that was great. I mean, that's all you could have done with that, Ben. Yeah, I
2: couldn't have gone any other any other direction. <laughs> oh, capture that laugh. It's not Adam laughing at a joke of mine. He's just laughing at me. But we can use it. Yeah. we can use it. You know
0: what? I'll always laugh when you eat shit, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And on that note, guys, uh, I think we've all eaten a lot of shit today. Yeah. Answered a lot of questions. It's been great.
2: Well, Rob, thank you for uh, sitting in with us. We've got to get to some uh, Priority One messages that we have here in the inbox. So I think uh, we're going to say bye-bye to you and hello to that Priority One inbox.
0: Thanks, Raps. Bye-bye. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on Secured Channel. Alright, Ben, our first priority one message is from James. It is to Ben and Adam, and it goes like this Captain Picard, priority one It's Max Fun Drive time, and I'm happy to be able to boost a little bit, but I've also taken on more Max Fun shows, so my donation is split more ways. Wow. I wanted to make up a bit of the difference, so here's a hundred bucks in your pockets. Thanks yeah. for saving my wife from having to talk about Star Trek.
2: with me. <laughs> Wow, James, we've really uh, we've really done a service to your marriage. Um, hey, thank- James, this is
0: why I have a Star Trek podcast with Ben.
2: <laughs> yeah the, uh, the the wives uh, the wives in our lives are also disinclined to talk about Star Trek with us, so we can really relate. Um, yeah. Thank you James um, thanks, for th- thanks for tipping your pod tenders um, We have another Priority One message here from Carrie And it's to Brady Goes like this Brady just did something wonderful For my birthday and sadly For his own birthday he is out of town For work so unfair He deserves happiness And to know how important he is also, like Earl Grey T, he is hot Wow way to go Brady you're hot and you've got a, uh, a partner in Carrie who's laying some some fun p1 action on them
0: this isn't fair Brady yeah. did something great for Carrie's birthday and Carrie she has to got reply Brady just... a priority one message <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, we're trying
2: to sell these, Adam, so let's uh, let's try and kind of, like, <laughs> give people the sense that they're worth something. Well, uh, thanks to everyone who sent in a Priority One message. Um, if you'd like to do so, head to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's 100 bucks for a personal message and 200 for a commercial message, and we really appreciate it. I spent a lot of last week sick in bed. And one thing I was so happy I had when I needed something to eat but didn't really have the energy to cook myself something was factor meals. Got a couple of these in the fridge at all times and they are delicious, fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals. And they're ready to go just about two minutes. And this is convenience food that is actually tasty and full of real ingredients and not hyper-processed crap. And they got you covered all throughout the day. They got pancakes, smoothies, grab-and-go bites, and uh, you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com trek50 and use code TREK50 to get 50% off. That's code TREK50 at factormeals.com TREK50 to get 50% off.
0: What do you think of when you think of male grooming? Maybe it's a sharp haircut and a little bit of product, or a bit of the old beard wax twisted into the ends of a mustache. Maybe it's a shower, a shave, a little spritz of fragrance. Me? I think of shaving my nuts. And not just my nuts, all around those nuts. I'm talking all around those nuts. And this form of male grooming is hard to do when your junk looks like a log of Play-Doh rolled through a dustpan in a barber shop. It's wrinkly, it's wriggly, Nothing stays in place, and it's the one area where you don't want to have an accident. That's why I'm glad we're sponsored by the Spring Cleaning Champions at Manscaped. They sent me their brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's their fifth generation trimmer featuring two interchangeable next gen Skin Safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little bit off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. They also sent me an extra large Manscaped t-shirt, which I will never wear, but it was nice of them to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in your pants.
2: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
1: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive.
2: (laughs) Hard to believe. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating. Find us by searching for the word "secretly" in your podcast app
0: and at maximumfun.org. Are we doing drunk Shimodas? What, what's going to happen next?
2: Uh, I guess we could do we could do Edward Larkins. This being greatest yeah. discovery. Um, oh
0: right. Thanks for the reminder of which show we're doing. <laughs> I don't think this episode qualifies, and I think that's fine.
1: That's
2: fine. Um, well, that just about does it for us here on The Greatest Discovery today. We're working on some exciting uh, stuff for future episodes, but nothing that we can announce just yet. But check back in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Greatest Discovery. It might be something really cool, uh, but it will definitely be something fairly cool.
0: that's the greatest gen promise right there
2: (laughs) the greatest gen promise is that we will disappoint you (laughs) 10 times out of 10 Um, but let's throw it uh, to Rob's to, uh, to close out the show
1: the greatest discovery is a maximum fun podcast hosted by Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica the show is produced by me Rob Schulte Our theme music is by Adam Ragusia. You should go check out his YouTube page to find your next recipe. Uxbridge Shimoda's card daddy is named Bill Tilly, and he handles all of our social media. Find us under the handle Greatest Trek on most social platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. There's a whole lot of Trek on the way, so dive into the back catalog to catch up on things like Lower Decks and Picard. And we'll see you next episode. Of the greatest discovery.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maximumfun.org.
0: Comedy and culture.
2: Artist-owned, audience-supported.